You all doing good? Uh, doing better now, huh? Uh, Jared uh, went to a conference, and so he asked me if I would fill in for him today. And so I am. And I, I love how the Lord keeps bringing awesome people to pastor this church. You know, this is like the third guy since I passed it off to Ben. And, uh, and my desire has always been that this church would last beyond me. Um, and... And I think Jared and Kim and their kids are awesome. And, uh, and it was neat for me. I was here a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Jared talked about how the Lord was preparing him years ago to pastor this church because he was doing ministry with Koinonia on the south side and I remember when we were first starting this church um, I was in my car and I was driving around on the south side and I was praying and I said Lord pour out your Holy Spirit on the south side and uh, he spoke to my spirit and said Grove, I've been here for years. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's true. Hope Center was Jesus' idea, and Jesus sustains his ideas. So last Sunday, I was speaking in the Foursquare Church in uh, Miles City, because the pastor and his wife both have COVID, and the wife was in the hospital for weeks. Uh, and I think it's sad, and I just want to take just a minute and pray against this COVID thing. Okay, let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we love you. We know that you're in control. We know that you are all powerful. And Lord, we ask you to end this COVID pandemic and bring healing and hope to our nation. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's interesting. We live in crazy times, uh, how Christians respond to this whole COVID thing. Uh, there's the mask or no mask. There's the vax or no vax. And you add all the residue from the past election, and it has been a crazy couple of years, hasn't it? And it's amazing to me is that I've seen things in my brothers and sisters in Christ 
that I never dreamed were there. <laughs> you know, and they come out and they're so vigilant one way or, or the other. And so, you know, it's... Uh, I, I do Facebook. I know a lot of people don't. But so I see a lot of this stuff on Facebook. And, but I think it's good when we see these other sides of people that we love. I like something Jesus said in John chapter 3, uh, verse 21. It says, But whoever lives by the truth comes to the light so that it may be seen, seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. And so I think it's actually good to have people see things about us that they may not have seen in other circumstances. And it's good because as believers in Jesus, are there any believers in Jesus here? Got a few of us. Uh, um, that Jesus said that the world can tell we are Christians by our love for one another. And I think it's important that we keep coming. When we see things that are different about our friends, we know we have to keep loving them and keep coming back to that. And, uh, and hopefully what we're doing is being done in light, right? Okay. I, I love something my sister told me years ago. And it was that we all walk in our light of understanding. So each, and I mean, even a jihadist is walking in his light of understanding. And he, every one of us is walking in our light of understanding of what we know to be true. And she said a great thing is that we can grow in our understanding. And each and every one of us have had our own personal path that we have walked and we have things that have happened and they have helped to form our worldview, how we see life. And we've had experiences as Christians and in Christianity. And I, I like this statement. This is a very basic down bottom line Foursquare, it's actually off their website. It says, the Foursquare Church promotes unity in essentials, liberty in non-essentials, and charity in all things. So regardless of our different beliefs, uh, we believe that we are to be loving and caring or have charity in all things. Be loving and caring and have charity in all things. So, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was a Saturday morning, 
9-11, September 11th, and Bev and I were in our living room. We live on South 31st Street, and Bev looked out the window, and she said, there must be a race. And I looked out, and sure enough, uh, there were all these people running up the road in front of our house. And they're coming from South Park, uh, and there's lots of them. And there's these guys who are striding like they were in the Olympics. And then after the striders were the joggers, and they were just kind of coming along, and some of them were chatting with each other. And, but they're all focused and all going the same direction. And then there were the moms with the jogging carts. You know, they're pushing their babes along in front of them. Then came the fast walkers. And some of them even had canes, you know, and they were fast walking with, with canes. And then the slower walkers, and then the moms with a bunch of kids. And they're going along at a slower pace. And what it was was the Riverstone scrub run that... They were raising money for kids to read, to get books for kids. <clears throat> Sorry. But I had this sense that humanity is being paraded before me. And almost to the extent that eternity is being paraded before me. And the beautiful thing was that they were all focused and they were all going the same direction with the same goal in mind. And it was to run the race and to finish the race. And there was all this camaraderie and this energy and it was beautiful the way they're all going together. And now, I personally, I've never been a runner uh, like Jared or other folks. In fact, one of my sisters and one of my daughters would run 12 miles a day just for the fun of it. And I have never understood that. Uh, but an amazing thing is it's something I want to do when I get to heaven. Uh, because in heaven, we're going to have all this energy uh, that we don't have now. You know there's no night in heaven uh, because the Lord is the light in heaven. And so we won't wear out. We won't get tired in heaven. And we won't even have to sleep in heaven. I guess it could be a hobby that if 
you wanted to, you could, but you don't need to. Uh, and there's lots of things that I want to do in heaven that I don't have the energy to do here or, or I struggle with heights and I, I want to be a rock climber in heaven because <laughs> you can fall and not hurt yourself. Uh, but until we get there... There are things that we have to do or we get to do while we're still here on this earth in these bodies. How many of you have noticed that some things take a long time in life? Right? I remember praying... And, and I saw a picture in my mind where I was pastoring a four-square church in Billings, Montana. And I told Pastor Stan about it, and he said, well, Grove, and he didn't know me, you know. He said, well, let's wait, and we'll see if it was the Lord or if it was pizza. And so I just served the Lord with joy. And 15 years later, he asked me if I wanted to start a church on the south side. So <coughs> I don't know about you guys, but for me, not much of anything I have done in my life has come easily or come quickly. And I'm not really good at much of anything. I'm kind of okay at a lot of things. But I'm not a quitter. And so I tend to pers persevere until... I'm successful or I have some semblance of success. And sometimes, a lot of times, it takes me a long time to get there. So if I were to give up easily, I never would have seen the results of persevering. But now I can look back and I can see how the Lord was with me and he helped me along the way. And, and I think this is true for all of us, whether we're young or old. If we can just look at the bigger picture, it's clearer. And one of the great things about getting older is we have a better view of life. We, we can look a lot further uh, because we've come so far. What did they say? Hindsight is clearer than foresight, right? So I called our talk today, Life is a Marathon. Chris, would you give me that bob bo bottle of water, please? Thank you. Um, thank you. So life isn't like 
McDonald. Does anybody use the McDonald's app? Got a couple of us. Uh, you can't order, order it online and you show up and they bring it out to you. Uh, or DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever. Life is much harder than that and it requires perseverance and sometimes even trial and error. But rarely is anything just handed to us on a silver platter. Read this scripture with me, if you would, please. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will see, receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised those who love him. And I don't know what stands out to you about this verse, uh, but for me, it's the reality is that the one who perseveres receives the crown of life. There's a reward if we persevere. And sadly, in our smartphone McDonald's uh, world, many people aren't learning to persevere. Uh, and to struggle for the victory at the end. Now, I know there's, there's those who persevere in sports, and some have to persevere through illnesses or, or diseases, but as a whole, we tend to shy away from things if they're hard, if they take us really applying ourselves. And I guess that's why I like sports. Go Broncos, right? <laughs> uh, because I can imagine the athletes, okay, cheeseheads too, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, I can imagine what the athletes went through to get to be as good as they are to reach the levels they've reached. But how much more do we need to persevere when our eternal souls are at stake? Amen? So the first thing I want to talk about is we must do things that fill us. We must do things that fill us. We live in draining times. With all the tension, with the politics, the pandemics, it's easy to get drained and get burned out. And so if we aren't consciously working at filling our spirits with good things, we get drained quickly. So we have to fight to focus on the Lord and to worship him. Look at this scripture. 
says, fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. And so it's so important that (coughs) each of us spends daily time with Jesus and in his word and to work it, not just having it be reading, but really connecting to Jesus. Uh, And to fight for that relationship because so much in our life depends on us being full of Jesus. Another thing <coughs> is in Jude, I, I put it 120, but there's only one chapter in Jude. <laughs> uh, it says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. And in this verse, two things stand out to me. And the first thing is, but you, dear friends, it's not, you're not alone. Uh, So we need this friendship. We need koinonia. We need fellowship with other believers and we need to be in loving relationship with other believers who love and follow Jesus. And when people start isolating, they start getting negative, they start getting lonely, And I always say Christianity isn't a Lone Ranger business. It's a posse business. And we need to encourage others and let others encourage us together. Another thing is we are better together. So I started missing this fellowship or this koinonia uh, through this pandemic pandemonium thing. And so I found a men's Bible study group, and I started attending that to get this fellowship with other believers. And, And we started the chosen Bible study on Friday. I think we have seven more weeks of that and so uh, things like these getting together with other believers help us they strengthen us in the spirit and the second thing that stands out to me about this verse is pray in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, One of the main reasons for praying in the Spirit is to build yourself up on the inside. It's like plugging in your spiritual charger so your spiritual batteries get fully charged. And 
So those, those things are important. Another thing personally I do uh, is so I always spend time with Jesus and the Bible in the morning. And then when I go to bed, Bev always goes to bed before I do. And uh, when I turn out the light, I'll just lay there and I'll worship Jesus. I'll praise him and I will recite scriptures that I have memorized over the year. Just to be full of him, I do it in my head so I don't wake up Bev. Uh, but it's important that we do things that fill our spiritual tanks. Whatever that means for you personally, you need to be doing it so you're full of Jesus. The second thing is live to win. Live to win. This is a really interesting concept for followers of Jesus because Jesus puts really interesting twists on things in life. Now, I met Jesus for the first time when I read Mark 8, 34 to 36 in the Living Bible. Somebody had given me a Living Bible, and I picked it up and opened it, and I started reading this. And it says this, <clears throat> if any of you wants to be my follower, he told them, you must put aside your own pleasure. Does that sound like winning? Put aside your own pleasures and shoulder your cross and follow me closely. If you insist on winning or you insist on saving your life, you will lose it. Only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news will ever know what it means to really live. And how does a man benefit if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul in the process? That doesn't really sound a whole like living to win the race, does it? Uh, Jesus says the way we win is to deny ourselves, take up our crosses, and follow him. If we want to save our lives, we'll lose it. Only those who, I like the way they say it, throw their lives away for the sake of the gospel, we'll ever know what it means to really live. And I was thinking about ath athletics, say uh, running or team sports, football or whatever. The way you win is by beating the opponent, right? Uh, you triumph over them. But as Christians, I don't think that we win alone. Uh, 
we don't necessarily win by beating others as much as by fighting for others and fighting for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on the earth as it is in heaven. We, ca- we win by caring about the people who are around us. I remember when Pastor Stan asked me to start the church on the south side of Billings and go into an area that had a lot of addicts and criminals. And I remember moving to the south side. I moved to 205 South 29th. And I would get up in the morning and I would go out and there would be all these syringes laying around my car because my next-door neighbor was a dealer. And the people would buy the meth from my neighbor and go out in the middle of the night and lean against my car and shoot up and then just drop the needles and go about their merry way. Uh, Do you want to know the truth? Truth will set you free, right? (laughs) Uh, I had left drugs and addicts far behind me, and I never wanted to deal with those people again in my life. Uh, I loved youth. I loved having kids come to Jesus and spend the rest of their lives loving and following Jesus. But Jesus had a different plan than I did. And he didn't save me just for me. He saved me so that he could use me to reach other people who needed him, and it was for him, not for me, so that they could go to heaven, that they could have better lives, just like he had done for me. I think the way we win as Christians is by helping other people to win. By teaching them about Jesus and how to follow him. And the last thing is be an overcomer. Be an overcomer. I'm trying to overcome this bottle right now. Um, Has anyone besides me ever wondered if, I wonder if I'm not my worst enemy. Anybody else felt that? Got a few of us. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I can screw things up really well all by myself. I don't think I even need the devil. Uh, I have flesh. I have pride. Uh, I have greed. I want to look good to others. And it's like, yuck. <laughs> and the great thing about the Bible in reading the Bible is we can learn who the real enemy is. And it isn't you, and it isn't me. It's not the lousy guy down the street. It's not whoever broke into my garage and took all my tools. Uh, we really do have an enemy, and it isn't people. It's the enemy of God. And God loves us, and he sent his son just to save us, not only from ourselves, but from his enemy and our enemy, the devil. Read this with me. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And so the thief is the devil, or ultimately Satan. And he invades our thoughts. He turns us on each other <laughs> And he even turns us on our own selves. And he came to kill, steal, and destroy. And ultimately, it's him that we need to overcome. Look at this scripture, Revelation 12, 11. It says, And they overcame him, how? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. And so you see, Jesus overcame the devil by shedding his blood for our sins and for our shortcomings. And it's us caring enough about others to tell them what he has done for us and he wants to do for them by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So life can be strong and it especially seems strong when we're, or long when we're extra long, when we're weary and worn out. It's not easy. It's not a cakewalk. And there's going to be trials and there's going to be temptations that want to suck the energy out of us and shorten our effectiveness of what Jesus saved us to do. To reach out with the good news to the other people. To not drop our cross, but to carry our crosses. And help other people, and keep coming him to be strengthened. Jesus said this. 
Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. How many of you want Jesus to strengthen you to run your full marathon, the whole thing? I want to do something Pastor Stan used to do. I'm going to say it is written, and you say it is written really loud, and then I'll say a verse, and you say the verse. It is written. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. It is written. It is written. They overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. It is written. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you uh, 